Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Can you picture this scene? Jesus just finished talking to the Pharisees. We read about it last week. He was talking to them about their hypocrisy in the presence of the entire crowd. The people actually see Jesus call their religious leaders, the people that they are supposed to look up to, he calls them hypocrites to their faces. The people, they can tell that Jesus is in complete control of this situation. And they can see that the Pharisees cannot hide the evil intent behind their outward show of piety. Jesus, the Word of God made flesh, exposed their sin for everyone to see. They were left there in their humiliation. Then Jesus, God's Son, who left the Pharisees and the scribes speechless, he lifts his head from their gaze, the Pharisees' gaze, and he looks beyond them to the eyes of all who witness this event. I imagine that some of the stunned crowd started to look away, trying to avoid direct eye contact with Jesus. As Jesus looks directly at them, he says, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside of a person that going into him can defile him, but it is the things that come out of a person are, they are what defiles him. Now the people didn't fully understand what Jesus meant, although I'm sure they thought he was serious. And I am sure that he left them in awe as he left the face of the crowd and entered the house with his disciples. Everybody stood stunned. And knowing the disciples' question, without them even asking it, Jesus says, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him? It enters not his heart, but rather his stomach, and it is expelled. What comes out of a person, that's what defiles him. For from within... Out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things, they come from within, and they defile a person. 
Yes, it is true. Jesus exposed the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. As we would say today, Jesus spoke the truth to power. But he did something more. Jesus let all present, moreover, Jesus lets all of us know that everybody is in the same position. All of us, from the greatest, the highest in our land, to the least. We are all the same. We have defiled hearts, and we tend to leave the promises of God to go after things that have their end in death. Now, every person has evil thoughts that come forth from the pits of a lost soul. Sexual immorality, it's not just something that we find outside of these four walls. It can be found in the heart and regrettably sometimes the actions of even us Christians. We too, all of us, have coveted our neighbor's things. And at times we have even hated our neighbors, those who were called upon to love. We have lied, and even pastors have fallen to the sin of adultery that first found its seed deep down in their hearts. Even we can be jealous, and even we can lie to our neighbor. Even we can be filled with pride, slander, can also be found on our tongues. All have acted, all, everyone, has acted as if there was no God, meaning at times we have all acted the fool. Sure, we do our best to do what appears right amongst ourselves and and to the world we try to show, hey, we've, we have it all together over here. In other words, we as people that were in awe of Jesus' speech to the Pharisees, even we are guilty of acting like the very Pharisees we despise. It's not just them. It's us too. Jesus exposes that no one, not a single person, is better than any other person. We all at times have proven to be hypocrites. I remember back when I first began my journey uh, that would lead to me being a called and ordained servant of the word. uh, Back in high school. And I remember that once I told everybody, you know, the question is, well, what are you going to do after high school? I said, I'm going to be a pastor. And not anyone could believe it. No one. I did have a reputation in high school, but my reputation was not for holy living. I I remember a friend of mine, somebody that I hung out with a lot in high school, He told me that his family at their Thanksgiving got to talking. And 
it ended up that their conversation drifted towards that Justin Herman kid being a pastor. If you couldn't guess, I came from a small farming community. <laughs> well, for one reason or another, my name came up in conversation around their family table. In that conversation, it was agreed by all present that I <clears throat> was a hypocrite. <clears throat> and that actually, it hurt me a lot. It hurt me. Why would someone think that I was not genuine? Why would somebody think that I was a hypocrite? So I went to my, with, to my mom and dad with the unbelievable news. <laughs> and to my surprise, my parents did not rush to my defense. <laughs> they were expressionless. And then my dad, he looked at me and said, Justin, Justin, it isn't hard to believe that someone would say that about you. Sometimes we wonder ourselves. You talk one way, you act another. That was a hard blow. But it was true. In fact, it remains true. Every time I act as though God cannot see what I am doing. Every time I act as though God is not in control of the situation. Every time I'm worrying about this and that. Every time I act the fool by my actions and thereby say, there is no God. But here's the thing. I'm not the only sinner. I wasn't then and I'm not now. In fact, whether you realize it or not, I am in a room full of sinners. And that includes you. I tried not to make direct eye contact with anybody. <laughs> but it does. It does. In our gospel text, Jesus exposes our hearts. He exposes the evil things that flow from them. Evil things that sometimes make their way from thoughts into actions sometimes make their way from thoughts into words that slip out of our tongues and we can't grab them and we can't take them back. The disciples, they were close to Jesus, but they were no greater than those outside of the home. And the crowd was no greater than the Pharisees who were scolded by Jesus. All of us, like sheep have gone astray, each to our own way. All have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. But here's the big question. Here's the big question. 
Does this exposure, does this revelation lead us to excuses and cover up? Or, by the Holy Spirit's lead, does this realization lead us to confession? Does this exposure of our sin make us double down in our hypocrisy and lead us to both pride and anger? Or does this knowledge break us and drive us to cry out, Lord, have mercy on me. Jesus came to this earth in his own words to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came so that the iniquity of our defiled hearts could be taken to his cross and crucified. He exposes our hearts not to shame us. Not even to condemn us. He exposes our hearts so that we too may understand that we also are in need of a Savior. We need Him. We don't want to act like the fools who say there is no God. No. We have seen the face of God in the person of Jesus Christ. And in His face we see mercy. We see grace. We see healing. We see salvation. To the soil. Jesus says, let me wash you with water and word and make you mine. To the hungry, he says, take and eat. Come to my table and drink from my cup. Be satisfied and rested. To every sick sinner, he says, I am the great physician. Let me use the two-edged blade of my word to take out your sickness so that it can be covered with my healing salve of forgiveness. To the one who confesses the iniquity found in his own heart, Jesus says, take heart, your sins are forgiven. I have paid the penalty of death so that you can live. We are here this morning in a hospital for sinners. We are here today to receive God's heart. God's love for us. That is the Father's only begotten Son. And from the heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes the love of God. The only cure, the only cure for these defiled hearts of ours. In fact, Jesus' heart can turn the blackest, deadest, rotted heart into a deep, red, healthy heart that pushes the love of God through our entire being. And this love of Christ that enters into the hearts of sinners, it cannot be contained. From this heart bursts forth love, Verse forth faith in God and a fervent love 
for others. Jesus is here today to continue his sanctifying work on us who know that we still, that we always will need him. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until his return for you. Amen.